recording. Cool. Welcome to Love the Circus Plant. <laughs> that sounded like the beginning of a guided meditation, which is good. <laughs> uh, welcome to Love is Like a Plant, a show all about dating and relationships and um, dealing with life in uh, all sorts of circumstances. Um, for example, being quarantined. <laughs> My name is Sarah May. I'm the host of another podcast called Help Me Be Me. It's self-help for people who hate self-help. And I'm the creator of The Breakup Album. And my name is Elle, and I'm the CEO and founder of MEND, and we help people who are going through breakups. And today we are talking about coronavirus and the impact on relationships and breakups, um, because that is a very prominent topic. Uh, based on where we are right now, Elle and I are actually <laughs> in totally separate places. Um, Elle is in Paris and I am in Los Angeles. Yeah. So we are talking about coronavirus and the impact on relationships and breakups, uh, because it's a lot. I mean, it's a big life change, especially if you have just started a relationship or if you, for example, are in separate locations and you can't see that person. It's a strain. Um, so we'll kind of go into different facets of this topic and hopefully we'll address whatever is occurring for you. Yeah. And I know Elle, you've done a lot of coverage on this topic in particular on let's mend saw a couple of the articles. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different scenarios that you could find yourself in right now. I think probably the one um, and maybe we can start here. The one that's most popular with menders, at least, is um, what to do if you're single and confined at home. Because I think, um, you know, it's one thing to live by yourself, um, but it's another thing to be confined <laughs> to your apartment or wherever you're living and to have kind of all of your in-person interactions disappear overnight. And along with that, any, you know, dating that maybe you were doing. And, um, and I think a lot of people are struggling to kind of figure out their life during this phase, you know, what it, um, what it means to spend that much time alone. And I think it can be, you know, kind of scary. It can be a little crazy making to yeah. have no human contact. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was talking to my mom because my mom is very much, um, she's, you know, more introverted. She's definitely a loner. She loves to spend time by herself and she lives alone. And she was saying, even for her, it's really difficult. And I guess like the difference is you always have the option. Like you always have the freedom to go out and do something or, you know, go meet up with someone, uh, during normal times, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. even, even if you prefer to spend more time alone, but it's like when that option is taken away, then you really start to feel more claustrophobic. And so I think she's really trying to figure out ways to still feel connected because even, you know, even people who like to spend time alone, need connection. Like we're all mm -hmm. humans, we're social beings. Like we need that 
interaction to stay healthy and, you know, it's backed up by science, but also it's just, I mean, it's something that people you experience in life, you know, it feels good to be around people. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, that's why they, one of the most severe forms of punishment is, you know, solitary uh, solitary (laughs) confinement. And now a lot of people are in solitary confinement. So, um, so I think it is about figuring out how to replace that sense of connection that you're, you're missing. Um, mm-hmm. and I just like, I think about how lucky we are right now that we have so many technologies. I mean, like you and I right now are, you know, really like across the world from each other and able to record this. And we were on a video call before this and I saw your face and, you know, like actually seeing a face makes such a big difference, even more than mm-hmm. just hearing a voice. Um, but I do think we are really lucky in that way because we can connect to people. And if you feel like you don't have, um, you know, a group of friends or someone in particular that you want to FaceTime with on a daily basis, there's so many amazing communities of people online, just even on Instagram, people that are streaming classes and dance offs and like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's so much going on right now online that you can just tune into, (laughs) just be like a bystander. And, um, and you don't even have to feel pressure to like bring anything to the table. You just like tune in. And I feel like even doing that has a really big impact on your mental health. And one suggestion that, um, that we gave to people in one of our posts on mend was really to lean on other people who are in your shoes. Because I think when you're single, a lot of times you focus on all of your friends who are in relationships or maybe they have families and you feel more isolated or lonely. But if you focus more on finding your friends who are also single, then you can kind of create a little group and, um, you know, whether it's like a group chat or like a weekly video call that you do, that can be really helpful because they're just kind of more in your, you know, they, they're in your shoes. So they know what you're going through and you have more in common in that moment. Mm-hmm. I also think it's great to just bear it all, you know, like I think right now just disclosing, um, struggles, And speaking out about like what you're going through and what you need from other people, it just skips a whole lot of unnecessary pretense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're all kind of going through some version of (laughs) suffering. So if you're able to tell people what's been extra hard or, you know, just as much as you can skip the need to put on a happy face, um, just for the sake of being other people being able to be there for you during this time. Yeah. It's pretty messy. You know, it is is. a social experiment (laughs) for all of us. I know it's so, cause I mean, I'm laughing, but it's, it's just, it's the most surreal thing I've ever lived through. Um, Mm -hmm. it is very, very crazy. And I really feel for people who, Um, I know a lot of menders were struggling with, uh, being single and maybe they more recently went through a breakup. So they are kind of stuck in their own thought process and 
stuck thinking about their ex and they don't have kind of all of the distract, like the external distractions that you might normally have when you're going through heartbreak, you know, like you can't go to your yoga studio, you can't go out to dinner with your friends. And so, um, I think it can be a little bit easier to get into a, you know, kind of a spiral of maybe obsessive thinking about your ex and kind of wondering what they're doing and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. so what are your suggestions for people who are struggling on that front? People who are mending in confinement. We gave a couple, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on those people. Um, I mean, this is a, I guess a, a difficult one to apply sometimes, but I do feel like if you're able to, if, if you have any version of a mindfulness practice, if you have any, um, ability to, cause like the brain right now, especially if you're an anxious person, there's a very strong likelihood that your brain is like on anxiety crack. Like I feel like if you are, um, sensitive to feelings of panic or, you know, if the news kind of overwhelms you, it's like right now is you're probably in a lot of suffering. Um, just cause it's, it's a scary time. And the same goes for if you are a person who tends to obsess and replay things. I think we're all kind of that way. Once we go through a breakup, your brain can be like a prison. And I feel like one of the most helpful practices, even if it's just going through the motions and it feels like it's not working, it's like it is, it's kind of working. It's taking the tiniest edge off of, um, a predicament to just, separate from your thoughts, even in just, um, in your mental awareness, like to be aware that your brain is chattering and to step back and just witness it chattering is a different experience than being in it and just being the chattering itself. So as much as humanly possible, if you're, if you're finding yourself in that loop where your brain keeps replaying the same thing over and over and hyper-focusing, um, it's just reminding yourself I can separate from this thought process and just be a silent witness to it. And it just takes the tiniest bit of power away from the thought process itself. Um, and it doesn't mean it's going to go away, but it's just it's the tiniest bit of relief. I feel like that's all we're looking for at a stage like this. Like breakups are, are really physically and mentally taxing. Um, but it's, it's just about trying to give yourself the tiniest bit of autonomy back, like a tiny bit of control back in your life. Um, and, and going through the motions of trying to help yourself, that counts for a lot. Like, even if you're crying the whole time, it's just being, doing the gestures of self care are very, very helpful just in themselves. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, for my, when I was in my divorce, it was sort of like a version of being quarantined and that I was by myself a lot. Um, having an animal really helps, but I think one of the main things I did was just go through the same loop of my self-care routine, which was like a lot of yoga at home, a lot of reading positive content, um, and a lot of attempts at self-soothing physically with mindfulness practices. and a lot of the time they were not doing jack shit, but at the same time it was like 
who is building up a tiny bit of of momentum that I couldn't even even identify. It's like you can't see the effects, but there are effects. Yeah, so it's like just it's slowly creating space. Totally. Yeah, yeah, those are big ones. I think mindfulness is a really big one that we talked about on the blog. Like during this time, one of the amazing things is that meditation teachers and so many retreat centers and meditation centers are moving their practices online. And a lot of them are, are free. Um, and so definitely check out, um, those resources and we have them on our blog. And then, um, I get a meditation app that I love. It's the only one I use is insight timer. It's also a free app and they have a lot of really wonderful, very short meditations that you can start with, which I think are really helpful when you're, uh, feeling heartbroken. I think it's initially hard to sit through like a 40 minute meditation session. Um, but you can do like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Um, and yoga is a great one. I think, um, yeah, yoga is is very helpful. Yeah. It's so helpful. And it's like, I mean, we throw it out all the time. I feel like, uh, you know, people might be sick of hearing that as a, as a piece of advice, but there's a reason that we throw it out all the time. And I feel like now is really such a good time to do, uh, you know, to have a yoga practice or to start a yoga practice. And, um, yoga with Adrian is a YouTube channel that I've loved for, years. I highly recommend it. All free yoga videos. Um, she has actually like a 30 day program. That's really great called home. Ironically came out before, (laughs) before the coronavirus lockdown, but, um, it was the beginning of the year, I think 30 day program that she launched. And we've talked about her a lot at men's just because Um, it's so nice to be, like you mentioned after your divorce, it's nice to be able to practice yoga at home. Like maybe you don't feel ready to go out yet and you just want to stay in your pajamas Mm -hmm. and now we're all forced to be at home. So that's really like what Adrian is all about. So I highly recommend checking her out if you haven't checked out her channel. Um, I also like fight master yoga on YouTube. That's my go-to. What is it? It's Leslie Fightmaster. Oh, okay. She's a yoga teacher from, um, I think she's in Newport Beach, actually, but she teaches at my studio. She, I love her just because she's like great for people who are maybe have a version of body dysmorphia or are overly body conscious. She's just a normal person. She's a mom. And I feel like it just, it keeps it about yoga and not about like dressing up and looking hot, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, a key that I kind of love about her. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, YouTube right now is an amazing place to, um, to, you know, focus on self-care. I mean, there's so many wonderful videos there that are free and just one thing going back to kind of thoughts of an ex, uh, we wrote a whole post about this. Like if you feel tempted to check out what your ex is doing, or I think one thing that people are really struggling with is that they want to reach out to their ex and a pandemic feels like a good excuse to do that. Um, but uh-huh. I think it's, it's really important just to think about the long-term game in this and the fact that just given how, how much stress and kind of anxiety you're already going through, 
Um, you don't want to add on to that another layer um, of, you know, sadness and pain that might come from reaching out to an ex. And so I think you have to be really careful before you reach out and give yourself time to really think about what the consequences would be before you just kind of um, follow an impulse. And uh, yeah, I always, I always tell people, assume that you will hear nothing back and assume um, you'll see the worst thing you can imagine on social media. And if you are okay with that scenario and you know that you'll be able to take care of yourself, if that is what happens, by all means, reach out. Right. But if you're reaching out with expectations, you're, you're very much putting your head under someone's foot, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, it's like giving your power away. Um, and the beauty of, and, you know, kind of crazy silver lining of being in confinement is that you actually physically can't, uh, I mean, unless you're living with your ex, which is a whole other, that would be a whole other episode. Um, but right now you physically can't reach out to your ex and, and meet up with them. Right. And so take that advantage that you have right now and, and use this time wisely to just focus on yourself and really turn that attention on your ex mm. to yourself. That's, I feel like a great point. I mean, I think for myself, at least one of the things that helps me the most to remind myself is there is an opposite view I can take at any given time and just trying that on for size. Cause like, especially if you're in a doom and gloom state or you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just focused on like what's wrong and how scary it is or how overwhelmed you are. It's like, just try on the opposite perspective of like, this could be a gift in disguise. What, what is the gift in this situation? Like, what is this situation here to gift to me at this time? And to your point, Elle, like being only by yourself allows you time to really support yourself, be there for yourself, get into, I, I mean, maybe there's other layers to the work you want to do on yourself that now is a perfect time to do it because of what you're being forced to do. Yeah. I think, you know, whether we like it or not, this is an opportunity for everyone, like really across the world to turn inward and, um, and spend time with yourself. <clears throat> and that's not always an easy thing to do, especially if you're dealing with difficult feelings, especially if your life has been turned upside down and maybe you're dealing with, you know, major changes on the job front, um, family changes, whatever it is. But even through all of that, it is a chance to focus on what's really essential in your life right now. I mean, truly, it's like, I mean, even like on the business front, only essential businesses are open right now. And that's how it is at home too. It's like only essential things are happening at home. And, um, and it's, you know, that is the silver lining, I think, out of this situation. So that's a little bit about uh, being in confinement if you're alone or if you're single. And hopefully some of those tips are helpful. We are thinking of you and hoping that you're safe and healthy. And we know it's a, a difficult time. Um, so definitely take care of yourself, 
find moments in your day when you can connect with other people virtually, even if they're strangers, it makes a really big difference. Even if this is your moment of connection, this podcast, listening to us is your moment of connection. We are honored. Um, it's actually been a long, long time since we put out an episode. So it's kind of nice that we have this excuse to just like sit down and record, right? <laughs> it only took a pandemic to bring us <laughs> back to recording. We've been a little busy, which, yeah. Um, but uh, hopefully this episode has been helpful and we're looking forward to um to connecting with you more in the coming weeks and months. So Sarah, what do you think love is like? This one is uh, from Maya Angelou. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was fitting. Okay. Love is like a virus. It can happen to anybody at any time. Buddy. Oh, wow. Very relevant. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Sarah May. If you guys are interested in being a part of a Q&A episode with Elle and I, please reach out via hello at letsmend.com. That address is hello at letsmend.com. Thanks.